Hey everyone, my name is Bianca Ferrella. I'm a two-time Olympian and Olympic bronze medalist, and you're listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, NWB, and I'm joined by the one and only Corbett Rond, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? Good, buddy. Good. We got, we're covering one of your favorite sports today. Yes, that's right, Kobe. We're, we're covering the, the great game of rugby, uh, something I grew up with out in Australia, and we've got someone who also grew up down under, not in Australia, but in New Zealand. He was born in New Zealand. He has Samoan roots, and he plays a Samoan national team. He also, he's also currently playing in the Major League Rugby competition for the Austin Ugronies. It is the scrum half. Mr. Pele Cowley. Pele, how you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. Sweet as, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Aussies copied us with that saying. Oh, okay. Do I just like how you guys claim Crowded House? <laughs> <laughs> yep, and they claim Pavlova. <laughs> yeah, so you can have Russell Crowe. That's cool. Yeah, I'll, we'll happily take him. He's got an Oscar. Yeah, he throws phones around the room as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, it's all good. good now, this is your second season in uh, Austin, right? Uh, this is actually my third season. The first season was disrupted with COVID. Um, me and a few other guys literally just, just hopped off the plane because we got our visas late. There was a big process and me and another first five from Auckland who plays for Tonga, Kurt Morath. We got off on the plane on, on the Monday and we were named to play against Houston that week in 2020. It was our first game. I think it was round five and um, it was actually our first win uh, in two years, the organization. And then uh, that's when COVID all hit and then uh, the rest of the comp got cancelled. So it was a bit of a weird experience, sort of just hopping off the plane, meeting all the lads, getting you know the first win in the club's two-year sort of stanza where they'd just been sort of losing games and then I returned last year and this year with a new set of coaches Sam Harris and Mark Gerard so now it's been awesome mate this is my third season and and loving it loving to be back at the moment there we go Mark Gerard that's a name I haven't heard in a long time the great the great Brumbies center yeah, he's a legend, mate, and he, you know, he still has itchy feet when he's coaching us. He still tries to get amongst it all and, and get involved. Just like today, you know, he was running around with the backs today because we were short of numbers. A few boys are injured, and he's still got it. Yeah, yeah no worries. No, it's, it's good to see the, not only the new teams, but also the, the new personalities coming into the game in North America like yourself and Mark. How are you finding the style of play compared to back home? I think it's I think it's pretty exciting, mate. Like it's actually quicker than than what you'd expect if you're sort of coming coming over from the southern hemisphere, just because the rucks are, are quite quick because they haven't quite mastered sort of the breakdown. 
you know, the, the whole sort of American boys and that. It's all sort of new, the whole game over here. So mm. it's actually a lot quicker than, than what you think. But it's getting better, you know, a lot more physical this year. That's for sure. So a bit more realistic. And, um, no, nah, loving it, mate. You know, having foreigners from all over the world involved as well just brings the quality up too. So, you know, each team's going to be a battle every week. Yeah, no doubt. You'll love to see it. Yeah, I was wondering, how have the uh, fans, how have the American fans taken to Major League Rugby? Oh, they're, they're pretty they're pretty awesome. Like that, Especially um, our Austin Gilgronis fans, they might not necessarily know how the game works fully, uh, but I think they can have an appreciation for it because it's, it's continuous and the whole team plays offense and defense and, you know, the Americans love the big hits and the breakaway runaways. And, you know, what you see uh, in the MLR, week in week out so they've been really cool and, and real interactive with us and you know they just want to learn as much as they can and the americans definitely know to put on a show over here with all the fireworks and that especially our organization which is pretty cool and what's the uh turnout like at a home game uh so at our our home games you know would typically get around sort of two three thousand you know on a real good day okay but it's actually been quite cold lately in austin you know, sort wow. of around four <laughs> degrees at night. Um, so, you know, I think we're getting about a thousand, fifteen hundred, but our capacity, I think, sits about four or five thousand. So, okay. we just need a bit more exposure in that, and and I think we'll be all right. You know, we'll start filling bums on seats, and uh, as the weather sort of gets closer to to summer, I think we'll see a lot more fans coming in. Right on, right on. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, sounds really good for the future and. I think the last game you played in week two, I think that was a great advertisement for not only Gilgroni's rugby, but also MLR. You guys put some, you put points on. You guys did not hold back. You put up a half century. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us a bit more about that performance. Oh, you know, we've we've retained a lot of the sort of key guys from last year in, in certain positions and we've got some, you know, new guys coming into the team like Mark O'Keefe and Julian Dominguez and, you know, who were stars for their teams last year. Um, you know, Luke V. Bochamp, who's a, who's a great forward. You know, we've all just clicked and we had a great preseason down in Chula Vista in San Diego and, um, you know, everyone's just clicked. So we've been training really well and we're just lucky that everything sort of just ran to a T uh, over the last two weeks and I think we're the first team in MLA to score 100 points in the first two weeks just edging out LA I think that LA was 97 points or something last year so uh, hopefully we maintain it mate uh, and just not get too complacent because it's pretty early doors in this comp you know anything can happen on any day yeah that's the thing and the way the comp is structured it does remind me a little bit of the the Super Rugby competition, it also starts in February and finishes around May, June. Yeah, that's and that's why it's it's cool having guys over here that sort of are the fringe Super Rugby players, um, you know, in Southern Hemisphere. And, um, you know, I think they'd rather be playing footy professionally rather than sort of waiting for an injury in a Super Rugby environment or holding a bag, you know, being mm. the fourth or fifth string player because just because there's just so much talent in the Southern Hemisphere and, Guys can come over here. It's a great lifestyle. Travel all around America, and uh, you know, especially because Australia, and New Zealand, so far away. You know, when else can you do it? Not just that, Pele, but the way things have been going the last couple of years, there hasn't been a whole lot of rugby played because of the restrictions going from 
country to country. I mean, yeah, 100%. I don't think the South Africans were involved in the last few years. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. And, you know, uh, coming from New Zealand and straight to Texas, it's so different. <laughs> Everything's free. Like, it's literally freedom here. And, you know, I've got a couple of mates back home in New Zealand that that are wishing that they are sort of traveling and stuff, you know, getting jealous of what's happening on social media over here and, and Texas, let alone America. But, yeah, no, just enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, good stuff. Now, you said New Zealand to Texas. That reminds me of someone else who moved from New Zealand to Texas, one Israel Adesanya. Are you an MMA fan at all? Are you into UFC? Yeah, I am. I am actually a big, big fan. Um, one of his his boys, Kai Cutter France, who trains at City Kickboxing. I went to school with him. Oh, cool. Um, and so you know we're good mates. And I tried to catch up catch up with him actually uh, around New Year's when he was over here. Uh, he had his fight against Cody Garbrandt. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of MMA, and especially you know when a guy like Israel Adesanya who represents. New Zealand is on the big stage and, and number one. You know, it's pretty hard not to love the guy and, and follow him. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll see him at a game, whether it's the Cats or the Gilgronies. Yeah, hopefully try and, you know, slip into his DMs and, you know, give him a message. But um, we actually went to Joe Rogan last week, a few of us boys, and uh, that was pretty cool. And we actually gave him a jersey, sidestepped the bounces and, and chucked him a jersey and sort of just <laughs> quickly got a, got a bit of two cents in there and said, oh, we play for the Austin rugby team. We'd love to have you down. And Don't know if we'll ever see him. He probably gets thousands of jerseys, but it was worth a try. I feel like you guys could tackle the bounces, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what brought you over to Austin in the first place. Do you have a connection with someone else on the team or with ownership or anything? Uh, yeah, so 2020, so after the World Cup in 2019, I was sort of off contract trying to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, there were some clubs looking at me from overseas in UK. And then actually one of my old coaches from Auckland, Brett Simmons, he was given the Austin Gilgronies job. Okay. Uh, so he sort of hit me up uh, at the beginning of the season when they started around December and said, hey, mate, like, you know, we need a nine, an experienced nine. My understanding is you're off contract at the moment. You know, would you be keen to come over and play here in Austin, Texas in the MLR? Um, it's growing. It's new. You know, it's going to blow up in the next sort of five, ten years. And that's sort of what excited me as well. And uh, I just wanted to be a part of it. And Texas was, well, especially Austin, was definitely not what I expected. <laughs> Austin's a bit of an oasis in Texas, so uh, it was actually quite cool. And do the Gilgronies kind of have a like like a true enemy within the MLR or no? I mean, we do have a good sort of Texas Cup uh, rivalry with, with Houston, and uh, obviously Dallas has been uh, – they're the new addition this year in, in the comp between us three teams for the Texas Cup. There's a bit of rivalry there, but – Probably more LA just because okay. LA uh, have the same owner as us, Adam Gilchrist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're the sort of big brother and we're, we're the sort of blue collar working class younger brother. So that, that, that's probably our biggest rivalry, you know, whenever we play each other, uh, both teams really get up for it. Right on, right on. There we go. That's a match I want to see. Cowley versus Harrison Goddard. He's a friend of the show as well. Oh, mate, he's a great player. Yeah, he's, he's been tearing it up the last year or so. Yeah, he's going real well. Have you been getting into the uh, the local cuisine, like the, the barbecue out in Austin? Oh, I love it. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> I, I thought I thought New Zealand knew how to do barbecues, but, you know, ever since I come over here to Texas, um, man, we're doing it wrong back home. Briskets, oh, ribs. So good. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just unreal over here. 
you know, if, if I wasn't playing rugby, I think I'd, I'd be putting on, you know, a lot more pounds <laughs> over here, just eating barbecue. Yeah. Is, is brisket your favorite or do you prefer something else like pulled pork or ribs or something? Uh, it'll be the pulled pork and the brisket, yeah. There's yeah. A, a restaurant here in in uh, Austin Salt Lake, which is where some of us boys go to, uh, you know, on our day off and we'll have a good feed there. Or you can eat brisket and mashed potatoes and coleslaw and uh, you know, we'll try and doggy bag a lot of the takeaways, but they don't oh really God. appreciate us taking food home. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand that. Now, Pele, you also play for Samoa, the national team, and i got to bring it up because we are in a World Cup cycle. We're 18 months away. Yeah, Will it's creeping sm- up quick. All right. Are you going to make yourself available when 2023 comes around? Yeah, oh, to be honest, I haven't actually really thought about it at the moment. Um just it's just weird because this is you know we haven't i haven't played a test match since the world cup you know the samoa asked me to come back last year to new zealand to play in those tests against the um was it new zealand barbarian team and the maldives and that mm. but it's just too hard being in the middle of our competition so I, I actually haven't played since 2019 for samoa but definitely something i'd love to do is, is take off another world cup you know i'll be getting on next year i'll be 30 years old but yeah, my, you know, if the body's still holding up pretty well and I'm still playing pretty good footy, then you know, by all means, I'd love to put my hand up and, and, and give it a crack. Yeah, for sure. And we'd love to see you out there playing for Manu Samoa. Wait, is that the correct name, Manu Samoa? Yep, that's the one, Manu Samoa. There we go. Nice. I, I know things. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Yeah, so we are based in Toronto, even though Nee is an Aussie, he is based in Toronto with me, and I grew up in Canada. Okay. My roommate's a Canadian. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, Cole yeah, Davies. Maybe he's made made fun of you as well when it comes to this, but we <laughs> kind of have an ongoing joke in Canada about how anyone can survive in Australia, actually, because of the number of things that can kill you there. Does that go double for New Zealand or no? Uh, to be honest, the only thing that can kill you in New Zealand if you're going on a hike is starvation or if you drown by yourself. <laughs> there's, no, there's no bugs, there's no snakes, there's no bears, so... That's literally what can kill you is just starvation or, you know, if you hurt yourself and, and you know, drown or something. But it's crazy because over here, you know, there's signs saying watch out for uh, coyotes and, you know, raccoons and stuff like that. That's <laughs> crazy. You know, I went for a run uh, the other week and it was getting quite late and, you know, the ladies were saying, oh, you know, you better head inside soon because there's coyotes out here and, I sort of just laughed, and then I, once I saw the signs, I was like, "Oh, bugger! I better, I better shoot off. I don't want to, you know, get bitten by a wild animal over here." So New Zealand is like the PG version of Australia, basically. Yeah, it's the PG version that uh, everyone wants to to go to and visit because it's so safe. Just bring up a family there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the outback. Nothing like the outback. Nah, definitely not, mate. You won't, you won't, you won't get picked up in a caravan by some weird bloke. <laughs> Dingoes won't come for you when you're a kid. <laughs> no. 
New Zealand is a very nice place to visit. I haven't been there before. It's very, very good. Like you said, there's no snakes. Beautiful weather. Yep. And there's a lot to see. There's some great beaches, underrated beaches. There's forests as well. Actually, what would be your top three for our audience? Top three things to visit in New Zealand. Uh, top three things, uh, probably uh, the beaches up north, so like around Cape Reangaways, um, definitely head up there, top, top of New Zealand. That's sort of all untouched. It's real beautiful up north. It's probably about a five, six, seven hour drive from Auckland. Mm-hmm. Definitely Milford Sound, which is uh, South Island, beautiful mountains, uh, you know, lakes and that, sort of like Halong Bay in Vietnam. Similar setting. Uh, and then probably Queenstown. Queenstown's beautiful. Summer and in winter. You know, a lot of Australians come over to Queenstown to ski. Or not just Australians, but people all over the world. And mm. and in the summer, you can do some beautiful hikes, um, you know, through the mountains and get some unreal views of, of the landscape. There we go. Uh, were you taking notes? Yeah, that sounds amazing, man. I was, you know, I've always had, like, Australia on my bucket list regardless of the dangers there but now i can just <laughs> scratch that off and go to new zealand instead <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta be careful in the summer in australia there's always shark attacks mate so. <laughs> yeah some of the beaches don't have shark nets especially on the west coast the east coast like i'm pretty sure gold coast they got shark nets now and i think sydney as well Melbourne, you know, you're not really going to the beach in melbourne but anyway. don't get me wrong though the beaches in australia are, are, are beautiful though yeah they're pretty good um Especially in Queensland, like you go up to the Whitsundays and mm. white, white sandy beaches, if that's your thing, it's quite nice. Now, hold, hold on. Outside of rugby, what other sports are really big in New Zealand? Uh, rugby league. <laughs> 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 oh, we're big on cricket. Okay. Um, you know, we get behind our, our cricket team. Obviously, we support the Warriors in terms of rugby league. Netball's a big one. Um, you know, our women are, are pretty successful. What? Sorry, what was that? Netball. I don't know netball. Oh, yes. Uh, so netball. It's like basketball, <laughs> but you, you can't run with the ball. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forget they don't play that in Canada. Yeah, I have they no idea in, what netball is. They play it in Jamaica, Kobe. They do? Yeah, Jamaica's pretty good at netball. Oh, okay. Well, I still, I did, I did not know. I did not know about netball. So it's similar. <laughs> it's similar to basketball, but you can't run with the ball. Yeah, it's 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 predominantly played by women. So like, but it's big in New Zealand because our women are quite, you know, quite up there in the world sort of rankings. Okay, that's so New Zealand. That's, yeah, we get that's behind. Something, that's not the way I get on then, me. Except when they play Australia. <laughs> yeah, mm. well, yeah. Australia is sort of like number one at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. just like. The All Blacks are with rugby over Australia. uh, Just like the Australians in cricket. But anyway, I can bring up the 2015 World Cup final if you like. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good. No, no, Pele, you've got to come clean. I did look at your Twitter earlier today, and I saw that you're an expert card gamer. So which card games? Oh, mate, I love my cards. Um, (laughs) So I grew up playing 500, uh, Yuka. Uh, you know, it's a big rugby game as, as a game called Up the Creek or Creek, which is what a lot of rugby boys play um, internationally. Same rules as 500 in Yuka. Um, you know, play Scum, P's and A's, 
three up, three down, stop the bus. There's all sorts of games we play back home, but sort of, oh, Rummy, Jin, Jin Rummy is a good one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my main my main games would be there. But if I'm playing competitively, it'll be definitely Texas Hold'em. Oh, and you're in the right place as well. Yeah, exactly. Please, <laughs> oh, good. Cove, I love Texas Hold'em, but I'm a big fan of uh, like pairs euchre. I'm not sure what euchre you were yep, playing. Yep, yep. We play pairs as well. Okay, yeah. No, I I used to play competitive pairs actually. That's oh how, wow, I was big in the euchre, man. But yeah, I love I love poker too. Of course, uh, poker's. Just the ultimate test. Oh, that's cool. But a, a number of games you listed. Okay, what's the game you say the rugby guys play? Uh, it's called Creek or Up the Creek. If, if, if you sort of have a yarn to any, any you know, footy player, you know, from New Zealand, Australia, or even probably UK, they'll say the same thing. It's called Up the Creek. It's the same sort of rules, similar to um, Yuka, except you play by yourself. You don't play in partners. You win your tricks by yourself. Okay. It's just, yeah, one against one. Yeah, but you can have up to about you know six, seven players playing. Oh, okay, that's yeah, yeah. that's a little different. You just you call your tricks, and um, you know you got your left and your right bow. So it's a real good game. I think you'll love it if you play competitively, played euchre. You, you'll really love. Yeah, Creek. I got to I got to figure it out now. I got to find that. Yeah. Nee, did you play that game? I did not. That's because you don't play rugby, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, no, I played a little bit of touch, but that's it. No, I, I did not play rugby. My my mother said, no, you're not playing rugby. <laughs> you're playing soccer. <laughs> but that's all good. It's all good. Now, Pele, the way the season's been going so far, it's, it's obviously a great start. But I guess you mentioned before that the team did come from, I guess, a tough start a couple yep. of years ago. They were struggling yep. to win. I guess as a player, what's that like? How do you get yourself up? during those weeks when it is a bit of a grind? Uh, yeah, like, especially last year, you know, when we had to sort of win pretty much five games on the bounce to guarantee us, you know, a spot playoffs. It does it does get pretty tough, but I, I'm a huge believer in, in, you know, if you do everything you can during the week, get all your processes right, train as well as you can, control what you can, then, then the result will sort of take care of itself. But I know for, for a lot of those those other boys talking to them in 2020 when I first came in, you know, it was actually pretty emotional for them when we won that first game uh, against Houston in 2020. And, you know, I'm sitting there in a changing room with, you know, guys like Jamie McIntosh and Frank Halley, Kurt Morath, Will McGee. We sort of just come into the team and, and, and we won. And, you know, it was awesome. And we were in the change room thinking, you know, we're the Bears boys. And, and you know, we look around and guys are just crying, you know, and, and we're like, you know, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and and they're just so emotional because it was their first win in two years. The team was 0-19. So, you know, that was a pretty cool cool thing to see just how much it meant to them. It was just a, it was just disappointing that COVID sort of stopped that season because, you know, I think there would have been a lot more, more wins on the trot uh, that year and, and then, you know, fast forward to 2021 uh, with Sam Harris and Mark Dryde coming in. You know, mm-hmm. I think we went 9-6 and six or 10-6, and six, you know, which is a huge shift. Just this year, we're, we're looking to go all the way, sort of have some unfinished business. There we go. There we go. Now, uh, listen, as you mentioned, the Gilgronis are owned by Mr. Adam Gilchrist. He's done some great things in the MLR. Yeah, he has. He's, he's promoting it really well. Yeah. And the name, I believe, is based on the, the Negroni drink. Yeah. 
Are you a fan of the Negroni? Have you had a few Negronis? I, I have, mate, but um, they're a bit steep for my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> can't, can't <have laughs> and also the on. same as, as the LA Giltinis, the Martinis as well. I mean, I don't mind an espresso martino. Um, espresso yeah. martini, sorry. Yeah, yeah, they're good, but as you said, not too many otherwise. It can <laughs> yeah. really hurt the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just like to stick to the lager, mate. There we go. Have you have you found any beers in the in the states that you like? Yeah, so um, really enjoy the Miller Lights, the Coors Lights, and and the Modelo's. Those are my sort of three go tos. Mm-hmm. Nice one. I just learned that saying, you know, when the mountains blue on the can mm-hmm. of the Coors Lights. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool figuring it out. Like, oh, that's why they're blue because they're cold. <laughs> that's it. That's it from. Good old Colorado. Well, you have to get up to Canada and try some of the, the brews up here. When I don't think you guys play the Arrows this year, but maybe next year or maybe even in the playoffs you might be up here. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully head up there one day. Um, I've been to uh, Toronto and Vancouver, um, you know, with Samoa when we were touring. And, you know, it's a pretty awesome place. But we went in sort of July and was, the weather was so hot. Mm, but um, yeah. I heard other than that, it can be pretty, pretty cold. Yeah. Well, like this weekend, I think we dropped down to, what was it, Kobe? Minus 20? Minus yeah, 30? minus 22 with minus 35 with a wind chill. Is that, is that <laughs> degrees or Celsius? That, yeah. That's Celsius. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a weird one because we actually had the snowstorm here in Texas last year, you know, first time in 30 years or something when it snowed here in Austin or well, Texas, yeah. and it was crazy. Yeah. Um, so cold, but all us Kiwi boys were outside, you know, trying to build snowmans and loving it. And, you know, all the local boys and the Canadians in our team were looking at us like, what the hell are you guys doing? This is why I got away from Canada. <laughs> mm, right? <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, Spates or Fosters? Spates. Okay. 100%. No, 100% me. Yeah, have to have to go with Spates. Either Spates no. or Summit Ultras. What, what about Steinlager? It's got to be a Steinlager pure. There we go. Now, Kobe, no one drinks Fosters in Australia. <laughs> Fosters, Fosters, Fosters is so good that that we, we export it straight away. <laughs> we export it straight away. <laughs> we actually right. had this conversation with some of the Aussie boys in our team last week. They had Fosters and the Americans were loving it. And then some of the Aussie boys were like, mate, we have these in Aussie. Tastes like dog piss. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's so popular outside of the country, but anyway, people love it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> now, one thing that rugby fans may have missed towards the end of last year was World Rugby changed some rules around eligibility. You may be aware of this Pele with some yeah. potential teammates. So that means that players who have represented one nation with a certain number of caps, they can actually switch their allegiance to a different nation, such as Tonga, Samoa, other nations. What are your thoughts on this? And are you excited for the fact that you might be joined by some some teammates who can now become national teammates? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty awesome. Like, I think you want the best players playing you know, at, at World Cups or at international level. And I think it'll only bring the quality up, you know, uh, the spectacle for the fans. And, 
you know, it's, it's, it'll be good for, for young guys to sort of learn off those guys as well. You know, obviously they still have to prove themselves. You know, I, I think it's pretty good, you know, especially for, you know, tier two nations that, that want to be competitive as well. Absolutely. And it's only going to grow the game, just like the MLR's do oh, up in yeah. North America. And I'm pretty sure World Rugby is leaning towards giving uh, North America or maybe just the United States the 2031 Rugby World Cup. I, I know you might be a little bit old by then, but <laughs> in terms of rugby years, but that's, that's that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think it'll be unreal. Like, just trying to network as much as I can over here. So, you know, if that does happen, you know, I've got a, I've got a few, you know, free places I can stay. I don't need to pay Airbnbs. <laughs> exactly. And, and you already know the places to eat. So you're, you're sweet. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be awesome. Where do people go to actually find you on social media? Uh, so my Instagram handle is just Pele, P-E-L-E underscore Cowley, C-O-W-L-E-Y. And, yeah, I'm not very active on Instagram or Twitter, but, you know, I need to be. <laughs> and Twitter's just at Pele, at Pele Cowley, I think it is. Yep. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yes. Pele so, underscore Cowley, my Twitter. Pele underscore Cowley. It's nice and easy to remember, nice and simple. Now, I guess for, for those of our audience who aren't versed in rugby like we are, might be new to the game, yeah. What are some words that you pass on to them to, to encourage them to watch a game or two this season? Oh, you know, I think if you if you love a love physicality and uh, you know big hits, a game that you know involves high quality of skill and speed, you know, I think rugby will be a great spectacle for you to watch, and you know, it caters for all sizes, uh, you know, which is why it's growing game you know there's you don't need to be a specific size or specific speed to play it so um, i think that's why it's pretty exciting game and you know even though it's been around for a long while i think it's growing here in america just because like i said everyone plays offense everyone plays defense you know it's continuous and you know there's big hits there's some pretty exciting tries being scored so yeah that's that's what i'd have to say there we go i, I can't disagree with any of that at all so yeah, it's good to watch. And if you're in one of the cities that has an MLR team, definitely get down to watch it because it's a good day out. I know that there's usually a good selection of beers uh, yep. at the grounds. So definitely get down to a game. And if you can't, you can watch the games on the Rugby Network across North America, the Sports Network, TSN in Canada, and select games on CBS and Fox in the United States. There we go. Now, Pele, before we let you go, is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience? Nah, just, you know, appreciate you guys for having me on and, um, you know, get behind Austin Gilgronies this year. We're going to be a, a team to be reckoned with and, uh, you know, hopefully we can go all the way. Hopefully. We'll be watching your progress. Right on. Awesome. If you have any questions for the Pro Sports Podcasters, be sure to reach us on our Twitter account where you can also slide into our DMs and catch the latest snippets, dirt, and other exclusive things that we will tweet. Check us out at P Podcasters on Twitter.